where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly, used to be 15-minute program. Now it's about a 20-minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, maybe emotions from a loss, or life has just thrown you one more curveball than you, than you were expecting. I'm so glad you're here today. It's just a huge blessing to, to have as, as my guest, Sabine Gideon, and we're really going to touch on some some issues of, of hopelessness and, and some childhood trauma and so on and so forth. And, and I know you're just going to be blessed beyond measure on uh, as, as she shares from, from some of her past. And as always, thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. I think we're up to 17 countries now where, where we have regular listeners. And, and uh, then again, from coast to coast, as always, I'll share my personal website that is randymortensen.com and Mortensen is M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N. So randymortensen.com. Later in the show, I'll talk more about the 21-point assessment. That's a tool on the front page of my website that will determine whether you or, or a loved one or a coworker, someone qualifies for one of my programs that's called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So today, as, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking um, with Sabine about, let me make one more click here, about her upbringing and, and just the, the, the valuable work that, that she does today. And Sabine, I just want to welcome you to the Courageous Recovery Podcast. Thank you, Randy. I am so excited to, to be here and to be able to join you this day and, and your audience. Good. And, and as, as my audience knows, my favorite opening question is, what is there that you know today that you wish your 22-year-old self would have known? Oh, yes. I've, I've been giving this, uh, this question, <laughs> this infamous question, some thought. And I think back to where I was at, at 22, um, being an immigrant from Haiti and, and, you know, first generation of going to college and, you know, having this dream. I, I was, you know, sold on the, the whole pathway around, you know, you go to school, you get a job, you work hard and, you know, hopefully build a better life for yourself. And watching my parents, um, you know, struggle for, you know, many, many years when I got out of college, you know, I was on that pathway to make that happen. And so as I look back, um, I was so determined not to live the life that my parents lived and so determined not to have to struggle. I ended up putting myself in a place where I was struggling. Um, and so if I had to look back and tell my 22 year old self that something is, you know, we don't know who we are at 22, that is for sure. And coming out of college, you know, despite if 
you get a job or if you don't go to college and you just start working. Um, there's so much of who we are that we don't know at that age. And so if I could go back to her, I would say, hey, take a year, take as much time as you need and use that space to get to know who you are and not by the labels and not by the roles that you play and not by the expectations of other people, but who you truly are inside and then start to build your life from there. Oh, wow. You, you gave that a lot of thought since I, 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 I said, okay, here's my first question. So you, well done. Well said for sure. And, and so we have had a Haitian guest on our show previously. Peter Serafin was was a guest on our uh, the balcony of our guest house, actually in in Haiti, one of the early podcasts. But you're you're just a huge blessing to be my first female Haitian guest uh, on on this podcast. But let's talk a little bit about that. You came before you were four, right? Mm-hmm. So you were three something. A, a toddler and and you came with your dad does that mean your your mom was already here is, is yeah. that the way it worked yeah so uh lineage wise it was like my um my aunt's husband got like a fellowship here then she brought in my grandmother then my grandmother started filing for her kids she had about nine kids um, and so my mother actually was summons to come to the u.s uh just less than four months of me being born. So my actual first two years on this planet and on this earth, like I was not with, with my mother. And so she was here building, obviously working, saving up, sending money back to Haiti. But, um, it wasn't until she was able to file for us. Um, and it started with me and my father first, we came and then the other siblings came after. So are you the oldest? I'm the youngest. Oh, you're the youngest. So, I'm the so, youngest. So you're the spoiled one. That's why you got to come first? Yeah. So, you know, people <laughs> assume because you're the youngest, you're spoiled. That That is not how it worked in the Gideon household. <laughs> in fact, it was quite the opposite. Um, it, I will say I had experiences that my, my older siblings didn't because they were in Haiti growing up. Um, but I don't know that I would I would ever classify myself as spoiled. <laughs> No, if my if my baby sister is listening to this, she'll say, "Oh yeah, the oldest always thinks the the youngest is the most spoiled, right?" Yeah. Uh, and and I know that's not the case, but I in in for our listeners, they they know the passion that I have for the the Pearl of the Antilles, otherwise known as Haiti, and and just the beautiful people, and and yet the struggle of immigrating to a foreign country. Most Americans have no hint. Most most people born in this country have no hint of the struggles and the adjustments and so on. You came at a young age. You you shared that you know your siblings were older, so they probably had more of a sense of what Haiti was like. But what are the one or two most difficult things that you've observed as far as people coming from? not only Haiti, but any other foreign country and trying to adjust to the American life, how, what would, how would you respond to that? What are the one or two challenges that they have? Well, I mean, outside of the language barrier, which is huge. Um, one of the things, and I remember this even being a, a child and, you know, seeing it through the lens of like family who are still in Haiti, there's this, there's this imagery and this narrative 
that like America is the land that you need to be on. Like all of your problems go away. Like it is just money all over the place. And, and, and it's just this dream. And, and I get it. I, I understand. I mean, especially if you're in a third world country and right. you know, you, it's poverty. Um, but one of the biggest adjustments for everyone that I feel has come through is, you know, a sense of losing a sense of your yourself, your identity um, coming into this country. Even even though I came at, at three, like I started preschool here and I vividly remember being in preschool, not being able to communicate with the kids, not being able to understand what was happening, being made fun of because I had the dresses and the bows and all that other stuff. And you, you, I went through that, you know, traumatic, we'll call it traumatic experience at such a at young age. If you can imagine a grown adult who is established in their country and has their profession, and then they come here and they're, you know, reduced, if you will, to whatever immigrant work wise, they're not getting work at the same level that they were getting it. That does something to you internally. And as much as the opportunity is great and the opportunity is there, um, there's still a process of almost redefining who you are and who you want to be when you transition into a new land. Right. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's very, very difficult. And, and, um, before we started doing what we're doing in Haiti 15 years ago, I had no personal, um, in, inputs or thoughts on it. I, I, I'd seen, you know, in rural Minnesota growing up, we just didn't have, uh, a lot of immigrants coming to the small town where I, where I grew up. So the appreciation that I've gained over the last 15 years, and I shared, I've shared this with you before, you know, the greatest compliment anybody will ever give me is the day they refer to me as an American Haitian. That's my goal. That's my mission. Uh, I have my green card, otherwise known as a NIF in Haiti, and and I have all that status. But um, yeah, it, it's, you don't understand it until you've lived it, I, I think. And so, so let's then, let's, let's move on to, to Sabine's story. You, you say on, on your website, you had a, a traumatic childhood of some abuse and, and, and then, and then you moved into your twenties. So take us, take us down that path, if you would, please, because yeah, here's, here's why, here's, here's why, because I know that there's someone listening here today, whenever today is, because this podcast goes all over, over the world. Somebody needs to hear your story to be encouraged, to be challenged, and to, to know that there is a pathway that God has created for them. Yeah. So as I mentioned, um, you know, the, the story starts actually very earlier, um, you know, being born. I mean, I mean if, if someone has ever had a child, they know that like those first few months or first couple of years are the most formative years. And so being born in a, in a space where actually months before my mother had just experienced the loss of a child and then I came along um, and then she left me. There was a lot of there were a lot of seeds of rejection and abandonment that had been sown, you know, long before I even knew what those words were clearly. <laughs> um, and so coming here, uh, part of my experience with my mother is we never had a connection. Even to this day, we still don't have a connection. We've never had that bond. And that's part of, you know, based on what she how she grew up and how she is. 
Um, but in my household, it was very evident that, um, you know, there, there were favorites in the house. Like I was the baby, as you mentioned. Uh, however, I was not treated as the baby. It was more of always feeling like an outcast, even in my own home. Um, always feeling like I had to go the extra mile just to be seen, just to be loved, just to be approved. Um, and so I adopted this mindset that most, most uh, type A people or really ambitious people do, right? Because it's like, okay, I got to be the smart one. I got to get out of here. I got to build. And so I created this identity around, um, you know, being smart, around being uh, ambitious, around having to, you know, be the best. Well, and, and that plus, you know, in any Haitian household or a foreign household, it's like, you need to be, you need to do good in school or they're going to threaten to send you back to Haiti. Um, so wow. moving through that process of always having this pressure and always wanting to just be loved and appreciated um, I found myself in my uh, early 20s, like just coming right out of college at this place of depression that I didn't even realize that that's where I was. But that's exactly where I was. Um, led to drinking and smoking every day. Like I was a functioning, I, I will claim it. <laughs> I was a functioning um, alcoholic in, in the sense that, you know, I could uh, be at work and work my full-time and my part-time job. But then as soon as I get home, like, you know, I needed to have a drink and I would drink to the place of like passing out. Like that was, I was done when I, when I passed out and years of that got me to a place of, of hitting my rock bottom. Um, and so I was 27 years old. And um, at the time I was working at a pharmacy and I talk about it in my book as well. I was working at a pharmacy and I literally woke up every day and every day I was told or I was telling myself how horrible of a person I am, how how ugly, how unloved, how all of these things. And after months of that um, mental, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call it. I, the closest thing I can think of is maybe slightly schizophrenic, but it's like I, I didn't get medically um, diagnosed. So I won't, you know, I, I won't use that term lightly, but um, got to the point where I was just like, okay, well, there's, then there's no point in me being here. Um, and so I devised this plan to, to leave earth. Um, and on the night before, um, I was going to do it. I cleaned my house. I set my stuff in order. And then I decided to have a conversation with God. Um, at that point I grew up Catholic. I had no really close relationship with God. I just knew that there was a God that existed because that's what my parents and that's what the priest told me. Um, but then in that moment, it was just like, okay, if you're real and if I have a purpose here, I need you to make that known. Otherwise, because of all of the pain, because of all of the struggle, because of all of the stuff that I've been through, I can't imagine that there is a God that exists that would put me on earth just to endure all of this. And so in that moment, what I cried out for was hope. What I cried out for was purpose. What I cried out for was the belief that there was a purpose for my life, that I was not just here by accident. Um, and I had a supernatural encounter with God in which I literally felt his arms wrap around me. Um, and I knew in that moment, even though I had zero experience with him prior, I knew in that moment that he was telling me, yes, I had a purpose. And that shifted the trajectory of my life into, okay, I've been through a lot of crappy-ish, <laughs> but I have a purpose and I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life towards finding out what that purpose is. Amen. That, that It's giving me goosebumps just <laughs> listening because I haven't heard your story to that extent. And it was in that moment that you knew that you knew that you knew, right? Yeah. 
and and the whole any thoughts of suicide were just gone. Yeah. And in that moment, wow. Okay. Had a reason to live. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So let's let's take a take a take a bit of a pause because I have a couple more questions I want to answer ask you, but I do want to talk about the lifestyle champion cohort of, of mine that I mentioned earlier. There will be another group starting uh, later this month or or early in in August, and there are three phases to those ninety minute weekly Zoom meetings. The three phases are. Phase one, we evaluate after you take the assessment survey that's on the front page of my website. And then the second area is we equip you to deal with the challenges in your life. And then the third phase is we want you to enjoy your newfound recovery. So the Lifestyle Champion Cohort is something that you can reach out to me and, and, and give me a call at my office number that I'll share in a minute. And I also want to remind you that that if you text champion to 66866 again that's champion just text it to 66866 i will send you my ebook which is the five common mistakes when pursuing recovery this is good for the person who's trying to determine whether he or she should be in recovery or a loved one or like i said before an, an HR person is looking for some some answers, and it's it's really critical that that the individual do the twenty one point assessment in order to determine eligibility. And my brilliant guest here has a new book that was just released in January, titled "Transformed: The Journey to Becoming." And what what can you say about about your book, Sabine? So I, I go into it, it is truly a, a God inspired um, uh, book uh, in, in terms of it allowed me to to take readers through my journey um, and not from the place of defeat or victim or woe is me. But um, in I use the metaphor of the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. And, you know, going through the process and even just in my own personal development, I, I understand now that, you know, the trials and the chaos and the things, the turmoil that come into our lives, um, we have a choice. We can choose to say, okay, why is this happening to me? Or we can ask the question, why is this happening to me? Or why is this happening for me? And so I take the readers through my journey of the things that happened to me and how I was able to overcome. Now, I can't take credit for overcoming them on, on my own. Clearly, the hand of God was on me. But also, too, it, when you look at it from a perspective of, okay, this trial, this tribulation, this trauma, this whatever is happening in my life, and there is, it's a seed for something greater, right? It's a negative thing happening, but it's a seed for something greater. And so I walk through the pe people through my process of transforming over and over and over and over again in different phases of my life um, in, in the hopes of giving individuals, uh, other individuals hope who have been through uh, sexual abuse, who have been through other forms of trauma to know that that, that painful piece, that painful time is, is what I call the transformation chamber. And the beautiful part is when you can look at it from the lens of, all right, I'm in the transformation chamber. That means I can't ever go back to the form that I used to be. 
So I get to choose how I come out the other side of this. Um, and it just gives some, some building blocks and some tools of, of how to change your mindset when you're in that space so that you can build that strength that you need so that when you get out on the other side, that new version of yourself is well-equipped um, to move forward in power and strength and courage and in confidence. Yeah, and, and what, I, what I love about it is you, you just said it, the, the goal is to courageously transform your life from the inside out. And, and then the four core values that, that you really point towards the faith and courage and growth and impact, spot on, spot on. And so if, if someone wants to reach out to you, whether you, know, you, you happen to be sitting in, in Hollywood, California, or the Los Angeles <laughs> area, but, but tell them how, tell our listeners how they would best get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can do so through uh, my website, www.sabinegideon.com. Uh, you can also send me an email, sabine at sabinegideon.com. If you have questions or if anything resonates with you, I'm on all the social channels. I do hang out more on LinkedIn uh, than the other ones, uh, just as a heads up. Um, that's how respond. she found me. Yes, that's <laughs> how I found him. Um, but I do respond to all messages. So if anything that I've said you know, resonates with you or if you just have questions or just want to know more about my journey, I'm, I'm an open book and happy to, to share and to pour out whatever I can. Well, and, and let me let me help with the spelling. So it's www.sab as in Bravo, I-N-E-G-E-D as in Delta, E-O-N.com, right? Yes. And, and if we were in Haiti, how would we say your last name? Jedeon. 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 Yeah, with the accent okay. marks on the E. But, but we won't confuse our listeners. So it's Sabine Gideon. Gideon. Yep. <laughs> and we have gone through our 20 minutes so fast here. Uh, let, me, let me just say a couple of things. Once more, uh, my, my office number is 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. So if you or someone you know is struggling today, please don't wait another day. Let today be the day. And in the compulsive and destructive behaviors that, that we've all battled, there is hope. And, and as Sabine has done a great job of, of just sharing the path that God took her down, it's just an encouragement to each and every one of us that we're not hopeless that's a that's a state of mind that does not need to exist in 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 our lives and and if you're looking for more info please uh, just text champion to 66866 check out uh, Sabine's website and if if you missed if you're driving and you can't write it down just uh, uh, shoot me a, a message on the Facebook group or look for this podcast to be broadcast throughout the Apple Podcast Network, Google Podcasts, virtually every network that there is for podcasts. Uh, the Courageous Recovery podcast is on it. And Sabine, what, what are your closing comments? Um, well, first of all, thank you, Randy, for having me on here. It is, it is quite an honor. Um, I told you before, I, I just met you and I admire you deeply for the work that you're doing uh, for the people in Haiti and, and certainly for the listeners who are listening. And, and I think you said this so, so eloquently that, you know, there is hope, right? When we're in that dark place, it's easy to believe that there is no hope. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. 
Um, but, you know, if, if, if anything, let my life, let Randy's life, let the people's lives around you be a testament that there is another side um, and that there is support to help you get to that other side. Right on, right on. Okay. I just want to thank you, Sabine, and, and to, to our listeners, um, please, please like, subscribe, leave a comment or two, because it's, it's, it's people like you that are encouraging Sabine and myself to, to do this on a, on a regular basis. I just want to tell you, have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. With Mick Delivery, get your favorite like a juicy quarter pounder, golden fries, and crispy chicken McNuggets. Ordering is easy. Choosing what you'll eat first, not as easy. Every day at McDonald's, share a classic Big Mac pack with two Big Mac sandwiches, two medium fries, and a 20-piece chicken McNuggets. Get it with McDelivery or mobile order and pay. Price and participation may vary. Delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants. Delivery fee, service fee, and or small order fee may apply. Get it contactless with McDelivery. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. And now you can get advanced security for free when you get the XFi gateway. That's a $72 value per year. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply.